1: Clap your hands and stomp your feet. You're listening. You're listening to the Clap Your Hands podcast, hosted by Elliot Schwartz and Jack Fritz.
0: Let's go! Let's go! Let's go! Let's go! Let's go. Welcome in, and it's Love another that edition intro. of, of that flap was, Your Hands. That was authentic. I like that. Well, We're both it, excited. I it, could tell. I was geeked up to record this, but I, I want to record too. last
1: night. I mean, this, this team's on fire. <laughs> so
0: I have a, a confession to make, and I also have a uh, a dog etiquette question for you Okay. at the end, so don't let me forget. Um, so last night, obviously, or yesterday, I was in beautiful FedEx field for oh, e- Eagles,
1: Washington. You had a great view of the game, too. Yeah,
0: it was a literal huge pole right in front of my view at uh, at the game, so... My Eagles takes will be on point this week. But, um, so I'm driving, or I'm taking the bus back, fans of Philly. Having a great time. Dude, I was so excited to watch the Sixers last night. Like, I don't know if you've been feeling this. Mm-hmm. And I, I love watching the Eagles. Like, it's more of a job, in a way, like, for me. Oh. I'm just, I mean, you can relate. Like, you know, it's a little different. But just coming home last night, I was like, God, I hope we're home by 730. God, I hope we're home by 730. And we were. And so I was able to catch most of uh, the game, which I was excited about. But. It just sucks. This team doesn't play till Thursday, too. And this team has just been so fun to watch. The first three games, like honestly, like it's just—I know that's a basic kind of like Twitter phrase, like "oh, it's like you know this team, like the vibes, whatever." My sons,
1: my sons. Yeah,
0: but but it's true. Like watching this team has been so enjoyable. The first, really, really since the first quarter of Milwaukee, where they looked a bit of a mess. Since then. They're just awesome to watch.
1: Well, the good part is I didn't see the first quarter in Milwaukee, there so you go. really all. So I've it's seen, only
0: been good experiences for you.
1: And, and frankly, they didn't really lose against the Bucs. That was a moral
0: win. I agree. They're three and zero in a lot of ways. There's,
1: they are three and zero. The
0: official clap your hands record three and zero.
1: Yeah, and Lillard might be on
0: fraud watch. Um, it is crazy that we came to save the Sixers and they haven't lost since then.
1: Well, like like <laughs> again, I, I just. At some point, at some point, people are going to stop wondering and start just appreciating how much I have to do for this city. Yeah, well, like, you
0: save Trey Turner until the end. There's only Trey so Turner. much you
1: could do. I doubted Jalen, obviously. Now <laughs> it it's, worked out well for you. It worked out well for everyone in the city. Yeah. Uh, and now, like, we had to do this podcast say save the Sixers. And, like, I- I'm totally with you, man. Like, I just – I didn't want to wait till 730 last night. Like, yeah. I wanted to watch the basketball team again. Like, I wanted – and and – you know, I always enjoy watching the Sixers. Like, that's never been an issue. But, like, getting to see what does Maxi do again? How are they co- going to continue to evolve well and beat? And I think the big thing for me, and I think the reason why I-, I feel different about this team right now is that Nick Nurse is just clearly a difference maker. Yeah. Like, Nick Nurse is, it's like, it's like oh, my God, I'm watching a, a basketball coach that cares, that's trying, well, that, wa- that wants they, to do
0: things. They rebound. They hustle. Look they, at this. they move on offense. Like, there's a lot of things they didn't do that they did last— a lot of things they're doing this year they didn't do last year. But one thing I think you are dead on about that I think is the defining characteristic of this team so far is Maxi and Embiid's been awesome, but Maxi is the face of this team through the first three games. Like, Maxi is the story. And I think it's just so refreshing not to have the story be as awesome as Joel has been, and he was obviously unbelievable against Portland. But, like, the story is somebody new. Like, we're not talking about Harden through games. He was on the bench last night. It was barely even a topic other than, like, his super bright yellow hoodie he well, wore. And
1: did you see the video of him staring down the yeah, guy? Yeah, the Michael Myers thing. <laughs> that was a little crazy. So
0: I do wonder if he, like, that was a little threatening from, from that guy. I yeah. don't know if that was the move. But, like, there's just a different, there's a difference watching this team this year. And I don't know if it's. Maybe I'll feel it eventually, but I don't feel the baggage of the playoff losses. It feels like it's all gone because I feel like last year's loss against Boston felt like such an end that this just feels like a new beginning, like new head coach, new player, new best perimeter player, arguably best new offensive player. Joel, awesome still, but Maxie, I think, has been their best player through three games. There's just a freshness and an excitement with this team that I don't think has been there in a long time.
1: Well and 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 I think that we feel that. I think that our listeners feel that. Yeah. I think that people that really invest in the Sixers feel that. It's just gonna take the city a while. I mean I mean But it, I'm
0: kind of okay if the city doesn't get it. I, I agree I'm with enjoying you. This. I want them to yeah. be under the radar. Just yes. go do
1: your thing and, and we'll see what happens. But you felt it in the building last night.
0: There wasn't that much juice. There was not. It was very quiet on There TV. wasn't any,
1: now it took until third quarter, fourth quarter, um, for uh, us to finally hear the MVP chance yes. of the line for Joel, though, which is usually something that happens in the first quarter. Yeah, um, and that's something that happens from Jump Street. So there's clearly there's clearly a disconnect right now between the team and the city, and this and this team is going to have to win this city back over. But that's fine. Like I, I don't care. Like I I can't wait. I wish I wish they played tonight. I wish they well, played tomorrow. Like th- Thursday is
0: far too long. So it's you, far too far away. You know how I feel about that though. I don't care if they win the city over. I'm done having to like hear all these people be like, "I hate watching the Sixers. This team's losers." Like, fine, then don't watch. I know. Like, I'm with I, you. I just, I, I don't think that the Sixers. If you are out on the Sixers and you're frustrated with them, I get being frustrated. That's different. But for the city not paying attention to them and barely talk, like, fine, fine. Like you're missing out on an exciting, fun team. And uh, yeah, I just. I'm done. I'm done begging for the for people to like the Sixers.
1: Let's start with Maxi. So yeah. Maxi's the big story th- through the first couple of games here. Um, I mean, he's shooting fifty five percent from three? 56 percent, fifty six percent from three. Pretty close. Probably not sustainable.
0: No, I don't <laughs> but, think he's going to hit that for the whole the whole year.
1: But the but the simple fact of the matter is that everything he shoots now, I expect it to go in. Yep. And I I know it, this is not. I don't think he's this guy. But it's the same way that I feel watching Steph Curry. Yeah. I mean, it's it's how I feel watching Steph. It's like he's just gonna make that shot. And he's starting to make he's starting to make shots at all three levels. Like it's he's he's got he's gotten better around the rim, which I think Drew Hanlon's helped with. Yeah. He's gotten better at that little step back mid-range shot that I think actually Harden has helped. I was gonna him say with. that
0: Harden was good at last year.
1: And the three point shooting has just completely translated over. Now the, the 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 numbers, the field goal percentage, we know that's gonna go down. But like for his whole entire package right now as a player has just been elevated. It has been completely elevated and he looks like on, on the verge of being an all-star this year.
0: Yeah, I mean I think he's been one of the top 20 players in the NBA so far this season, if not, not better. Funny. I mean through 3 games he's, you know, probably been top like 15 or whatever. We'll see if he can if he can sustain and be top 20, but he is an all-star player right now. He is a max level player and I spent some time this morning looking like just how his career has progressed. And so his rookie year, he averages eight points. Next year, he averages 18 points. Next year, he averages 20 points. The year after that, he averages so far through three games, he's at 30 points. So this is a guy that has consistently improved. And I think the most telling and the most impressive uh, improvement for me this year is his free throws. He's up to seven and a half free throws a game. He was at three and a half last year. He is getting to the line way more consistently. I think he's looking for contact when he goes to the rim. I think one of my concerns with him as an undersized player through the first years of his career is it didn't feel like he could go drive into traffic. And if he did, he was kind of like the passive like floater or, or something like that. Now I feel like he's looking for contact when he goes to the rim. And because of that, he's getting to the line way more. So he's averaging 10 more points this year, and he's only shooting three more shots. So, A, he's hitting a higher percentage, and we'll see if he can keep that up. But he's getting so many more easy buck, easy points at the free throw line because he's driving to the basket. And I think what, what's exciting for me about Maxi, and I am, again, certified bucket boy. I am a guard player. Like, it is always going to be my passion. I don't think I've been this excited about a guard on the Sixers since Iverson. I mean, can you think of another one like well, my, Michael Carter Williams for one year? Happy anniversary, yeah.
1: It's the anniversary of his first game. Which oh, is it was, the which triple was a triple double? Which was an unbelievable debut. Wow, uh, they started late, I guess, back in the day. Yeah, it was weird. Yeah, uh, and, I mean, I was a, I was a Lou Will guy.
0: Oh well, that's true. But Lou Will was never like,
1: dude, come on, man, the buzzer-beater against the Heat.
0: Yeah, but Lou Lou was never what we think
1: Maxi can be. Well, actually, my my comp for Maxi was always Lou Will. It's just he. Me is, too,
0: but now he's way better than I think Lou Will
1: ever he, was. He is way better, and I think the biggest thing that's happened. So far with Maxi, and I just pray to God he can just sustain this, and I think he can. Yeah. I, I think the less Harden is is around, which we'll get into, I'm sure, but like we're gonna see him continue to flourish, and, and I think what what. I'm starting to dream on and I hope that a lot of people are starting to dream on is like what was the main takeaway from the the Nuggets making the finals and winning the championship? Obviously I, Jokic I've, I've, is I've a beautiful a, yeah, basketball I, player, I, okay. which is number one. Right. But it's Jamal Murray. And yes. what Jamal Murray was able to do for Nikola Jokic and was able to do for that team, having another complimentary piece of that. Well, Who's to say Maxie can't beat what Jamal Murray was for that team? I, I mean, he's doing that right now. I mean, that's all Jamal Murray did last year. It's like yeah. Murray's is unbelievable. Like,
0: I mean, Murray averaged 35 points in the conference finals last year. Yeah. The, Jokic has always only advanced when Murray is playing well. And I think what's what's really working for this team right now with Maxi is I love seeing him as the primary ball controller. And, and Embiid has done a good job passing Embiid. I mean, look, wow. 35 points last night. Like, he has. I, he just, yeah, I know. But so last
1: good. night was the first time where I was like, I, I thought in Toronto he was not great at it.
0: He had turnovers. I agree with that. I thought last
1: yeah. night was like, that's where
0: I need him to be. So I tweeted this out. We'll see how often you check my Twitter based off of if you've seen well, this. Well, you
1: tweet. tag every, clap your hands in every one of them. So, <laughs> oh, yeah, I, so a, I see every Well, you want to
0: try to grow the brand here. Well, no, I know. No, yeah, no. I see him. All right. So Embiid this season is averaging seven points, Jok- uh, seven assists. Jokic is averaging seven and a half assists, 7.7. Right. Okay. All right. So all these like oh Embiid's Jokic is such a beautiful passer. He is a beautiful passer. All right. Well, Embiid's averaging only .7 no, fewer assists. This is a fact. That is not an opinion. Well, he's seven assists to seven point seven.
1: Right. Well, it's a fact. But if you look at the way Jokic plays, he's the he is the distributor of the basketball. Like Embiid is not the main distributor of the basketball.
0: Right. But they're averaging basically the same I, amount. But, of assists. but we
1: can we can also dive deeper into the numbers. I well, and- think you have to.
0: It's not like the, you do it's not like to. beautiful assists matter more than other it's assists. It's
1: not, but that's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about that Jokic initiates the offense when it comes to like making the passes.
0: Right, but they have the same amount of assists. I'm aware.
1: Yeah, but we I, can also we can also dig a little deeper rather than just. I don't, looking think, at pass. I don't think
0: we need to I dig. Think, deeper. I think we do. I Look, think we have, I think Jokic is a better passer than Embiid. I'm not. Good take. Um, Thank I'm, you. I'm proud of you. I, yeah. I, Embiid is a better player.
1: I'm but. currently semi mad at Nikola Jokic because I had uh, 35 points yesterday and Well, he, he sat in the. Yes, board. I'm aware. I'm I don't know if you saw that. I'm aware. What did he finish with? 28. He
0: had, uh, had twenty six at halftime. Now yeah, that's brutal. It sucks, <laughs> it's man. Brutal. That's brutal. <laughs> it's like
1: I had it. It was it was it was there.
0: Yeah. It was there. So he had two points the whole second half?
1: Uh actually a yeah. lot. He ended with 20 and first half was twenty two. Oh, he gotcha. came out and had a quick like six points and then they pulled And him. you were you thought you were good to go. Oh, it was, it was, was, it was this it was, a
0: parlay or was this regular? It was just straight up. It was yeah, straight you love the straight up bets.
1: Well, Malik Monk made, made me like two hundred bucks
0: last night. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> so, Appreciate um, it. You're like those commercials when it's like, you know, it's like you're watching a late night game and what makes it more exciting than putting some ads? that's you that, that, they, that they is me. That is you. They
1: found me. Yeah. So, um, but with with Embiid, like I actually had this written, written down in my notes um, from from like one of my main takeaways. The only thing that is going to raise the ceiling on this team and and get them truly to be a championship contender, not same old Sixers. Right. Maxi doing what he is doing is important, but it, it is Embiid's passing. Like Embiid has to become a better passer, and that's why like, like last night I thought was a great sign from that. I've seen him score thirty five. Every yeah, night, I agree. pretty much. Like, I don't care. I, yeah. don't, I don't care about him scoring anymore. That's important. But I think when when games get tighter, he becomes less of a, a threat because it feels like they can just throw a double team at him and he's going to hold on to the ball and turn it over. Yeah. And we've seen that in these big games. Whereas we're starting to see him slowly develop as, no, I can pass it here, pass it here. And I think that's, that's the thing that's going to raise the ceiling on how great the Sixers team can be. We know they're good. We know they're going to win 50 games. We know they're going to be a top four seed in the East. That's fine. But the difference between same old Sixers and new Sixers, clap your hands, we're here to save the podcast yes. and save, and save the city. 2. Sixers 2.0. Sixers 2.0 yeah. is is Embiid's playmaking. It really
0: matters. So I, I 100% agree with that. But I also think what's going to make the Sixers go to the next level and what you're seeing so far this season is Embiid can't be the best player on offense. He, he can't be. Like, the best player on offense has to be a perimeter player. To your point about Jokic and why the Nuggets are able to win despite having an out-of-shape center as their best player, like, he's able to pass it to Jamal Murray, and Jamal Murray can be the prim, the, the dominant scorer. Like, Jokic is, is good at a lot of things, but Jokic is not a great one-on-one scorer. Like, when he has to be the dominant scorer, they don't win. Like, you saw last year in the Sun Series when they tried to give it to him at the end of games, he wasn't able to get things done one-on-one. Jamal Murray is the one to do that. I still believe that if you're if the center is your best offensive player, you're going to struggle to win a title. Unless you're the Nuggets and you get a super easy schedule the whole way. But with Maxi, like, Embiid is able to be almost a complementary piece. Like, he can still be the best scorer, and he can be someone that they can go to for a bucket. But Maxi's the one controlling the ball. Maxi's the one that's taking it up the court. Maxi's the one that's passing it. Maxi's the one that can shoot from the perimeter. And I think the main difference so far with this team is, come these big games, like end-of-game situations, and Maxi still has to prove it in the playoffs, they have someone they can go to on their perimeter. Like, Harden, you could go to to an extent, but he was so inconsistent. Now Well, Maxie, struggle, and he just struggled to get around people. And he was old, which is true. Yeah, I agree with that. So, like, I think Embiid is almost able to be, like, a 1B on offense, and that's so good for this team because Embiid as a 1B is the MVP of the league. Like, look at the numbers he's putting up. But Maxi's ability to be the main guy on offense, and that's what's been so fun about this season so far, is watching Maxi control the ball. Like, Last year Maxie had a lot of great games and a lot of great moments, but Harden was the ball dominant guard on this team. Watching Maxie be the one, Ma- watching Maxie be the one that that is the uh assist maker. All right, so I have a stat that I looked up and I'm going to before I say it, I'm going to be honest. I don't know what it means. Awesome. Yeah. So this year Tyrese Maxi, you ever heard of the stat potential assist?
1: Uh wasn't it, and wasn't Ben always good at that or Yeah, she- Ben was really good at that. Yeah. So
0: I'll, I'll caveat this all with like I don't know what it means completely. Feels like a loser stat. Does feel like a loser stat. Feels like stat. a loser stat. Just throwing it out there. It, it feels like something you use to to. It's not make a bucket, your point. It's not a bucket boy stat. It's not. Th- this is not like a Hooper stat. I agree with that. But I'm just going to throw it out there because it's my new favorite stat to look up. Tyrese. All right. So Nikola Jokic this year, 12.3 potential assists, whatever that means. Tyrese Maxey, 12.3 potential assists.
1: And what is he averaging on the year? 12.3. That's
0: what I'm no, saying. No, but how
1: many assists per game is he? Oh, he's at seven, seven, seven assists.
0: Yeah. So, but the point I'm making is, like, if we all agree that Jokic is good at passing the ball,
1: you're you are obsessed with Jokic,
0: man. <laughs> I, it, I really am. You really like, are. It is, it like, is a everything sick it comes obsession. back to like because I hate how everyone thinks he's so good. But whatever, but he is. He's, well, it's I, okay. He's fine. But why
1: can't? All right. Here, here's I, I need to get into Elliot's brain. Okay. Go for and it. And this is this is a, a dark place to enter into. Like, there's yeah. a lot going on up there. The hamster's always spinning. Yeah, and, and it stuff. always is. Trust yeah. me. But like. Why can't we appreciate Maxi, appreciate Embiid without, like, always having to compare him to Jokic?
0: Because it frustrates me that people think Jokic is the best player in the league, and I can't get over it. Like, I will never accept the fact that Jokic is the best player in the league when he, in my opinion, is not a great scorer. That's my opinion. I don't think he's a great scorer. He can pass and he can rebound. I don't care about those skills that much from him. Like, I will never get over the fact that Joel Embiid is better at basketball than Jokic is. And people are obsessed with pointing out that Jokic is so great when Embiid is better. I feel like I I don't know how else to describe it. Like, it is a sick—I cannot get over it. Like, I I think about it all the time. Whenever people tweet about Jokic, like, there's this guy I follow on Twitter whose name I won't mention that's obsessed with the Nuggets, and all I want to do is tweet back at him, and I never do it. But I want to so bad. Like— it's 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 a passion project. It's mind.
1: good. It's good. Thank you. I, I love Jokic. I think he's a beautiful I, basketball player. I know player. you
0: and James Seltzer. Like I just.
1: Well, we're we're a little different. <laughs> like, one I, of us. One of us was watching Nuggets games in December last year, saying they're the best team in basketball.
0: And they were a great team last year. I they agree were a great team.
1: And Jokic is a, he's he's a great scorer when he wants to be. He doesn't have to be. Because he can't be. He can be. No, he cannot. Be. He scored. T- he was like twelve to sixteen yesterday without
0: barely trying. Do, do you think he doesn't he, have to score? Do you think he can do what Embiid can do as a scorer?
1: Uh uh not really. Like he doesn't do the, the ISO game stuff where he turns into okay, a the, guard. that
0: the skillful part. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think yeah.
1: I, I think I think people go too far with hating Embiid. I also really like Jokic. So All right. Well um,
0: look, we don't have to make this a, a It doesn't have to be that. Yes. But But the point I'm making is to get back to the, the stat I don't stats. understand is that Maxie's doing an awesome job passing the ball this year. And I tweeted I think it was the first—I think it was, like, the first quarter of the Bucks game, and we're never going to be a pod that shames people for things they tweet. Certainly not while I'm on the pod. But I was wrong. Like, Maxey's been awesome passing the ball this year. Maxey looks like he could be the main facilitator for the offense.
1: Well, and that's what I was going to bring up next is— um... We talked last podcast, and and um, it was right after the Bucks game. And one of your big things was like, you know, they, I would like them to have a more traditional point guard. I'm over that. Like I, I,
0: yeah, I, I, I think I'm there with. They you don't
1: need that. someone to initiate the offense. I think everyone initiates the off initiating the offense makes them that much more harder to guard. And I think. I think Maxi the last couple of games. I mean, they've had a nice little two man game going, dropping a little pocket passes, like yeah. getting him beat into spots to where he can be the Joel Embiid that we've you know seen for the last couple of years to help them win an MVP.
0: Break it down, X's uh, and O's.
1: Well, uh, listen, you want, me, you want me to break down some? <laughs> yeah. But uh, no, but like Maxi's done. Like it's it's in, it's more important, and this is why I don't want Harden back. Like it's more important for Maxi to, to develop that part of his game, and so that we can start dreaming on the future. Like if Harden comes back. Which I don't think
0: should we just get into the Harden stuff now?
1: Well, but but if Harden comes back, you're you're taking that away from Maxi. Yeah, and it's really only for a year. I mean, Harden's probably done at the end of this year anyway. I agree with you. On so this. like, like I hope that Daryl realizes you might have something here. Let Harden go. Figure out what he can get. I don't know. I don't want ten cents in the dollar, but take something and just l- let this team figure it out because you might have your next window here with Maxie and Embiid to where we talk about the Nuggets and, and how they developed over the years and they had the continuity. Well, Maxie and Embiid might be that. Yeah. They have to let this that happen. This is the happen. best
0: one-two duo the Sixers have had in my lifetime. Iverson, never, yeah, Iverson never, had it too. Right, never, never had one where you could legitimately say both could be the best players. Like, Iverson had, you know, and it's actually sad to think back, like Keith Van Horn, Matt Harpering, Glenn Robinson, like a watch Chris Webber who were like, the shoes that had the little spinning wheels in them. No, like no,
1: I was such a Weber guy though. That, it, I that hurt, see that. hurt my soul. I could
0: you kinda I feel like you kinda look like Chris Weber as a basketball player. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. I did try to emulate a shot. The little, yeah, like, that's what I'm sh- saying. I could see that. Whereas I always looked like Iverson. So, sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now we're exactly. doing a pod together. Just, just a bucket <laughs> boy. Yeah, exactly. Um but no, it's the best duo, I think, with Maxie playing like this. It's the best duo of the Sixers, the best duo they've had of my lifetime. And to keep the hardened thing attached to Maxie here I think I've been probably the lone, certainly the biggest, like, defender of Harden in the city from a media perspective. I'm sorry to hear that. No, yeah, I know. Well, trust me. <laughs> so, this way, this is going, it's going to be my Noah Von Le, uh, 2.0 here. Uh, but um, you cannot let James Harden back on the court if this is – like, the priority has to be Maxi. The priority for the team is Maxi. It's not Embiid. It's not Harden. It, the priority is making Maxi reach his full potential because if Maxi reaches his full potential, he's a top five, six player in the NBA. If he shoots like this, if he creates like this and he gets the basket like this, he is a top five or six offensive player in the NBA. And I don't care about defense. So it's a top five or six player. You cannot let Harden back on the court if Harden is going to take the ball out of Maxie's hands. Like you can't do it, which, you know, you but know. but here's one thing I will say. And I you started the pot off like this and I think it's true. Nick Nurse is obviously a great head coach. If they have a plan for Harden that does not impact Maxie, and I don't know what that could be, then I am I am not, like, get Harden out of the building. I just can't have Harden impacting Maxi. And if they have a plan that won't do that, I'm willing to see it out because Harden's still a good player and you want as many good players as you can on the roster. My Howie Roseman voice right there. But you cannot let Harden come in here and change what Maxie is doing.
1: And I just think that Harden's at this point in his career where he's trying to get another contract and, like, He's gonna want to be the main initiator of the offense. And, you know, I agree. And, and, so, and I, I agree with that. And I think he's gonna suck the life out of this team. Yes, and I'm gonna, worried about all that. Like he's just gonna he's gonna dry <laughs> it all up. And yeah. Like, what we have right now is a like a, a fully flowing. Like they they have a chance. They have a chance to do what we've
0: been like begging for as long as he doesn't come back. Well, my worry is, you know, like I said, I think when I watch this team, I don't feel the baggage of past seasons. I'm worried the second Harden steps on the court, you feel the baggage of past seasons. Yeah, you I mean, feel like, the drama. You feel, like, all those things.
1: And I will say to I mean, Hard- Harden— the like, Harden's like the guy at whatever work you have, right? You know, yeah. when, when he's not there, and everyone's having—it's more jovial. People are, like, joking <laughs> Who's around. Who's the guy at this— <laughs> <laughs> And then the second that person walks in, right. it's just like, eh. You yeah, know, it's, it's a buzzkill. Like, like, so you'll talk to him. You'll be around. But it's like—
0: yeah, it sucks. Well, <laughs> what I think's been interesting to watch happen is Maxie is single-handedly killing Harden's trade leverage. Like, honestly, who cares about Harden at this point? Like, trade him, don't trade him, let him sit. You just can't let him play. Like, it's almost gotten to the point where I think Harden, like, has to beg his way back onto the court. Like, if you're Harden and you're like, I'm ready to play, and you're the Sixers, you're just like, nah, we're good. Like not don't, You don't need him. So, if you're Harden, you've put yourself in a situation where the Clippers won't trade for you. The Sixers are not trading you unless they get a, a big return, and they don't really need you to play. Like, they don't need you. So it's almost to the point where I feel like the Sixers could be like, yeah, you can come back on Thursday, but you're coming off the bench. What's he going to do? Like, they don't need him anymore. I think the, the scary part before when Har- before the season started, and we didn't know Maxi was going to look like this, was they needed Harden. They needed Harden to compete. Remember the whole thing was, Embiid, how do you feel about the team punting on a season if uh, if Harden doesn't play? How do you feel about your second-best player not playing Uh, You know, while they wait for a trade return, this happened to you before with Ben Simmons. The difference is when Ben Simmons didn't play, they didn't have a Maxi, or at least this version of Maxi. And if you didn't think Harden was going to play, you didn't have, you didn't expect this version of Maxi. Now that Embiid has a player that might be like better than him on offense, who cares what happens to Harden? Let him sit on the sideline. Let him talk to PJ Tucker during timeouts. Let him go back to Houston. Like until you trade him, he's basically just a huge like trade exemption at this point. It's because you don't need him as a player. So. I think that's been the biggest change with this team and with the Harden situation is Harden has no more power over this organization. Unless Maxi falls off and, like, he has no more power. The Sixers control all of it here. And I think Harden's really put himself in in a bad situation.
1: Well, and, and, you know, I just... My whole thing this whole time is like I, I I'm cool with just getting complimentary parts and picks. Yeah. Like I don't need a, I don't need another star. Dude, last
0: night I was thinking like Covington in a first. I'm in. Dude, Covington Powell. I mean, yes. you're, you're gonna get something
1: for him because you have to make salaries match anyway. Right. You know, even the. You know,
0: my my Levine. I knew it's where you're. I could tell by the look on your face. <laughs> <laughs> like I
1: just 51 points and no assists and a loss is well, the it's most, my type of game. It's the most Zach Levine game of all time. Yeah. Him uh, and Will.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly right. <laughs> uh, the only Two re- players you don't believe in. Well,
1: the only year they won a championship was when he led the league in assists. Well,
0: yeah, interesting.
1: Yeah, I don't care the I don't count I don't count the Lakers. Title. And those
0: championships aren't real championships. Yeah,
1: well, there's the 18th in the league. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: um, it's basically the play-in tournament. Yeah.
1: <laughs> the, the NBA Cup. Yeah, I can't wait for the <laughs> yeah. NBA Cup. It's going to well, be the great. the
0: Sixers are going to win it. 100% going to win. it.
1: Yeah. Um, but yeah, like like I, I don't know what happens here because. I'm with you. Like I'm, I'm glad that you're finally coming around. They, you know, we're good. We're, well,
0: one we're, thing you'll learn, and you've known this about me already, but now that we're con- recording together consistently, yeah. I'm very open to changing my
1: mind. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm not. I know. You're not. I usually try to go down with my ships. Yeah. Um. and it usually doesn't end well because I get more mad and mad and mad. <laughs> right. Until it uh, eventually bursts. But w- w- with Harden, like this, the, the Sixers have a chance here to kind of rewrite their own history. Um and 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 really shape the next five years of Sixers basketball. Um and, and like bringing Harden back, I think just kind of sucks the life out of the team and and has the, and Nick Nurse now is like, all right, well now we gotta deal with a guy who just wants to bring the ball up. I I, I don't know how <laughs> I just keep waiting for the eventual like, oh, okay, here's the trade. Just I, I just wanna get it over with. Yeah. I, I can't tell if I'd rather get like a DeRozan back. Well
0: that's what I was gonna ask you.
1: Because like I, I would like DeRozan because I think having a mid-range guy that they can throw the ball to and go get a bucket is important. Yeah. Or if I'd rather have a bunch of players from the Clippers and like a pick.
0: Well, so I think the benefit of a DeRozan or a Levine is it's another, DeRozan's not really a star anymore, but another kind of big name. Like when they put up, you know, a graphic on ESPN of like the players from the game, like they put them up there. Like a perimeter score of those type of guys. I think a benefit of getting just role players is you allow Maxi and Embiid to continue to be the dominant personalities and the, and the dominant players on these teams. And I think like again, it's been super exciting and encouraging watching Maxi grow into someone. Like I forget what game it was. It was one of the last three games, and there was a teaser for, uh, um, you know, like the matchup, and Maxi was the pitcher and not Embiid. Like I think watching Maxi become a face of the team and, and one of the young great young players in the league is so important. That the idea of getting a Norman Powell and a Covington and like Terrence Mann, I don't really care either way. Yeah, but he he would be not.
1: Like, just I know I would good, be in on him, but I,
0: like those guys all under follow all fall under the qualification of or the category of Joel and Max are still the guys. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you get Levine or DeRozan or you bring Harden back, I think you start to take away some of like their control of the team. So while Levine could single handedly win them a playoff game, and look, Norman has had some big playoff. Games. Yeah, but he's Norman Powell. Yeah, right. Uh, right. So, on one hand, maybe get you Levine because he wins you a game that Maxie and Embiid don't. But I just, I really want this team to keep being Maxie's team, with Embiid also there. And I think Levine might... Might impact
1: that. Yeah, and DeRozan.
0: I mean, like DeRozan a little less, but but DeRozan's older. But DeRozan's also he's never been a
1: guy that gets teammates involved. Like he's a, it's kind yeah. of been like, eh, you know, he can't even shoot threes. He well, he, should, he doesn't shoot them.
0: At least like, he I don't know if he did last. You
1: year. throw the ball to him and, and let him kind of you know go do his DeMar DeRozan thing, right? Um, which could mean something in the playoffs. Like if you need a bucket, you're struggling to beat the ball. They take away Maxi. Yeah, like throwing throwing the ball to DeRozan and he can go do his mid-range stuff. You know, I think that does have value. But I'm with you, like. These two and Maxi, by the way, he spoke last night to the fans. It was not Embiid. I noticed that. That with, was interesting. With, like they're they're and they're smart. They should because he's yeah. very well liked and he doesn't have the baggage and the history yeah, of everyone he's else. He's the here.
0: freshness this team needs.
1: He is. Um, and I think if you go get the like the Norman Powell Covington whoever else from that team and just continue to let these two be the main guys and Toby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. And, I mean, and Toby, um, sharpshooter. Yeah, well, he's he's back. As tell as, a friend to as, tell as, a friend. As long as he doesn't, you know, ruin it by speaking, you know, yeah. and talking about how he's a great shooter. <laughs> I think we might have something you're, here. You're
0: okay with it? But like,
1: I'm I'm leaning so much more towards get more quality NBA players and let this thing kind of cook because that's been this team so far. Like the reason why I think they've just looked more competent is they just have more NBA players for sure. Like and- the last couple of years, like Shake Milton who for some reason people were like, got it easy, got to let – he's not he's – a, he's a fringe NBA player. Yeah. Furkan Korkmaz. Like, he yeah. played in the last two minutes last night. Agreed. Perfect. Take that. Yeah. They have way more NBA players. And if you go and add in the Normans, the Covingtons, the whoever, that's more NBA players, and it lets Maxie and Embiid continue to develop this two-man game.
0: Well, and also – I think a strength they can have. And for what it's worth, Damian Lillard not been good so far this year.
1: Besides the Sixers game, yeah. Yeah.
0: But yeah, exactly. And really Jess, he sh- he got a lot of free throws in that game. Now I'm gonna be someone that hates on free throw scoring. When, well, then when now you're gonna be it. a ref guy. Yeah, yeah exactly. You're gonna be like, ah, but, the refs well, they, are the screw, Philadelphia. They, they, they did, they did. The Sixers should be three and But regardless. They are three and Yeah, they a good point. Yep. But <laughs> the the Bucks are very thin. Like the Bucks don't have the depth that the Sixers have. The Celtics, very top heavy. The Sixers' best path to winning might just be like, we have nine legitimate players we can play at That's... any moment. And you, because you have the star powers as well. Like, Embiid is the best player in the NBA, in my opinion, but definitely the best player in the Eastern Conference. Dame was supposed to be like his 1B. Dame has not looked like that so far. And it's early and all that. And I'm, you know, in a month from now, we'll see. But Maxi's been better than than Dame so far. So the Sixers have the star power they need and the top players to to win those big games and to be top heavy. But then to also have three through nine be so much better than the Bucks in Boston, it's huge. That's
1: that's how the Heat have been in big games. That's how the that's Bucks good won a championship. That's a good point. That's how the Nuggets won a championship. Like they're not. They had. They just had. not Listen, Embiid, Jokic, Giannis. Uh, Butler I guess like <laughs> like they're stars stars right they can be the best player in championship team but what made those teams actually great was that they had they went nine deep yeah and they got them through the regular season by being nine deep and then in the postseason they shrunk it but you were able to go to more quality NBA players like that's Again, I just, I, I've been on that for a couple of years. I know no one's ever listened to me talk about basketball, <laughs> but it's like, it's all I've wanted is right. just more quality NBA players. And I want to get into them because it's been 30 minutes and we really haven't. Um, but the other thing they have this year that, is, that has separated them from years past is Nick Nurse. Well, I that's mean, a, Yeah. You, 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 we talk about going eight deep, we talk about B. we talk about Maxie. I mean, this guy has just brought such a breath of fresh air. And I think the most important thing he's done, Elliot, and, and, and the thing that has separated them early is he has clearly, clearly gotten through to his two best players. After the, the game Saturday, they won. He said, I want Tyrese to be 25% more aggressive. He came out last night, was more aggressive.
0: Yeah, got to the free throw line a ton.
1: And Bede, he said, I want, to, I want him to lead the league in blocks. Well, he had seven last night. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like the the fact that it seems like the two stars have bought into what Nurse has brought. We can talk about schemes. We can talk about. I, I like having five players and be able to initiate the offense because I think that's where the modern game's going. I don't need the Andre Millers right, and, right.
0: and like the Mike Connolly, Chris Paul. Don't yeah. need the
1: guy to set up the team anymore. Everyone can do Eric it. Snow, um, but he's gotten buy-in from a lot of his stars and. and It's just, it's refreshing to watch.
0: The other, I mean, the two stats I think really back that up is not only the blocks, and I think the assists are there too, two steals from Embiid last night, 15 rebounds. 15 rebounds, like, the, Embiid has been a lazy rebounder for a lot of his career. Like, he gets them, but he's never someone that I think, like, attacks the glass. He's attacking the glass now, and I think that, that's super important. I mean, Embiid played in a back-to-back, which I think is is noteworthy. Well,
1: and he convinced him to play, too. I, yeah. I, think, I think that was a—like, he's never—it's he never, never determined that early the la- last couple years. Wouldn't Embiid basically just come in and be like, I'm and playing And decide then,
0: yeah. Well, they're doing all these tests now, it seems, and who knows? Maybe they did those before. But, yeah, I think Embiid playing last night was super important. But the Nick Nurse thing, too— like they're just playing more players. They're playing different types of lineups. They're trying different things. I think with Doc, Doc players like Doc because they could do whatever they wanted. And and Embiid loved Doc because like Embiid was the focal point of the offense. And Embiid could play when he wanted to play. And Embiid could, you know, do whatever. Harden liked Doc, at least till the end, until they hated each other. Cause like Doc let players do what they want. I think players like Nick Nurse because he challenges them in a way where, like, they're doing different things. And I think it's refreshing for Embiid. I think it's refreshing for Embiid to come in here and have a coach, like, have him do different things. Have a coach, because Embiid is someone, too, is very much a student of the game in the way that he's learned a ton about basketball in the last, like, eight years of his life. You know, it's not like he grew up playing it. Like, he started relatively late. So I think Embiid is enjoying having a coach that's, like, Challenging him and showing him new things, and Tyrese seems like someone that's very into that. So I think that really helps as well from well, Nurse's perspective.
1: And I think with with Nurse as well, he clearly wants him B to be more of a playmaker. Like when it comes yeah, to definitely. when it comes to passing it. And it, first two games, I thought were kind of shaky from that standpoint. But last night was definitely like, the, the, you can do this. And, and that was kind of the staple of those. You know, uh, Fred Van Vliet was there, but like Siakam would bring the ball up, and, yeah. and Kawhi brought the ball up on the championship team. And and B's been bringing the ball up, but it hasn't been like the. It has it used to bother me when he did it because like you don't know what you're doing. Like you're not you're not like you're not a guard, man. Right. You know, you, you are a center. But at least this year it's been way more no, we just want to get up and, and before the defense can get set and, and see what we have here. Yeah. It it's it's been super, super refreshing. And I, and I think Embiid's looking at it like this is a guy who, for the last five years of my career, has done a good job at neutralizing me. Well, now I have him on my side. Yeah. Like I, I should just I should just invest in what Nick Nurse well, is saying.
0: Was it I think it was Rasheed Wallace. Had a clip last year in the playoffs or around the playoffs where he said when Doc was his coach, the players would go in the huddle listen to Doc and then come out and figure out their own thing. Yeah. I don't feel like that happens with Nick Nurse. No. I think they what Nick Nurse says, A, I think Nick Nurse like probably enforces it. But also I think they're they're interested in doing it. To your point about uh Joel and like bringing the ball up and passing it more and stuff. What do you think about this nickname for Joel?
1: You ready? The ultimate weapon.
0: The Joker. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> like that thing. Haven't yeah. heard of it. Haven't heard that before. Thanks. Yeah, I think it'd be a good one. For yeah, it's good.
1: Yeah. Um all right, Elliot. Uh, I mean it's been uh, it's- Well let
0: let, let let. so I think we got into the Harden thing a little. But I just want to ask You want to th- do you want to do more Harden? Well, just one more question. Okay. Would you let him play on Thursday?
1: No. I, I ever. Never
0: ever. So then not so, allowed to suit up. So then would you trade him? Yes. Like I'm saying, so your your current stance on Harden is call the Clippers and say, give us your best offer right now. Yeah, we'll And take just take it. Take okay. it. It's not great negotiating, but
1: it's terrible negotiating. Yeah.
0: But you're like but where's this going? Did like, I ever tell you the story about the first time I bought a first car I ever bought? No. Okay. Let's let's enlighten the people. Okay. So I was probably like, I don't know, eighteen, maybe, nineteen, which by the way, I don't think you should be allowed to purchase a car if you're under the age of like twenty, just from a financial decision. Probably. But whatever. So I go I I find a car I want and I go in and I forget what the monthly payment was gonna be. Let's say it was like $180, and I was like, "No, nah, I can't do that. I-, I can only do like $150." And they're like, "All right." So I leave. They call me the next day and they're like, "All right, we can do $150." I'm like, "Great." What, like so, I go in and then it becomes $155, and then it becomes $160, and then it becomes $190, right? And so slowly it gets up. I think it goes like $210, and I'm like, "No, I can't do this." He's like, "Well, you were gonna do $200," and I'm like, "Yeah, but I can't do $210." He's like, "It's one less pizza a month. Like, be a man. Buy the car." <laughs> And I bought the car. Nice, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you gave in. So as a negotiator, I'm a I am ready negotiator. to say I am the worst negotiator on the face of plan. I have a bad poker face. I, I, I give in easily. I
1: might be worse than you, honestly.
0: Well, if we ever have to negotiate over something, we'll say. I, <laughs> yeah, hopefully, is not less.
1: Yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. Well, like
1: I, uh, my car was dying uh, like a month ago, so I went to. I was, you know, kinda, you drive it a lot. Yeah, well done. So, yeah. uh, but I, <laughs> okay. I went to. Uh, I went to go. You know, see what I could get for it.
0: Right. Shop around. Big yeah. car guy.
1: Yeah. Well, I, I I walked into my dealer and they were like, yeah, we'll give you three grand for it. And I was like, <laughs> really? Like, that's, that's kind of it? And, and he's like, listen, I'm going to be completely honest with you. I don't even want the car, but I'm going to take it and get it
0: for parts. And I was like, you know what? Fine. Yeah. You're like, oh, you. thank <laughs> you so much. Yeah, thank, what, a, what a great gesture by you. Yeah. <laughs> thank yeah. you so much. You can have it. The yeah. first car I bought, I ended up selling to one of those, like, I don't know if I can say the name of the place, but like. I ended up selling it for eight hundred dollars. So. Nailed it. Yeah, so it was a good investment. <laughs> I think I, I think it was maybe sixteen thousand dollars. I sold it for eight, so it worked out uh, <laughs> eight hundred. Yeah. How the hell did you? I mean, eight hundred bucks. And five years later, so wow. I just ran it into the ground. I'm not good at taking care of cars, but regardless, the point I'm making is I'm a bad negotiator. So obviously, it's not good reasoning for Maury to call up and be like, "Give me your best offer," because the Clippers well, are going to know, we know,
1: and we know that it's not going to really play out like that. But if we're looking at it like. Essentially that's what we're asking for. Like I just I think this again, people like this team finally. It feels like a breath of fresh air. We have a different difference making coach. Maxi looks
0: great and B looks more engaged. Like, just end it. But the question is, and your own wiseman wrote an article um, about this a few weeks ago, saying like the reason Harden and Maury were always destined to fall apart is because Harden's so emotional and Maury doesn't use emotion. Like, do you think this is a time for Maury to use emotion, like to put down like the whatever? You know, I hate to use the term calculator, but yeah, yeah, like exactly. Like, do you think this is a time for? Maury to read the room well, and be like, the vibes are at an all-time high. Get Harden well, out of all-time
1: here. All-time highs are reached, when's the
0: last time you were this excited about the Sixers other than when they almost won the title last year?
1: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> they're so close. Yeah, they're so, so close. Exactly. I mean, after Game Five, I was like, oh my god. Like, yeah, me I was too.
0: Me too. So, I uh, so, yeah, I guess it's only been a few. But months.
1: like, but I think this is, um, you know, I think this is something that, that Howie learned. You know, I think Howie was very cold. You know, I agree with and, that. Yeah, and that was from the Joe Banner tree of like. Cold, calculated, anyone over 30, we're getting out yeah. of here. And what Howie, I think, has developed and learned over the years is, like, how to build a winner. And mm-hmm. I think that's been the—I need, I need, I need you need to let me say this, and I I don't, I don't need a rebuttal, okay? okay. <laughs>
0: All right. I'm curious what this <laughs> How's is going to that? that? All
1: right. But I think it's what Dave Dombrowski has brought to the Phillies is, like— he is, he's, he's figured out that the locker room does matter. Yeah. And the guys in there matter. And Klintak and the guys before that, they didn't get that. They just are cold calculated, put these people together in a room and, and make them figure it out. Meanwhile, like the, the pitchers were playing video games in the back and Santana is banging the, the – he's, like, <laughs> he's, he's like killing the, the TV with a right. bat. So, like, did not get along. This is one of those, you have to be a human. And and there has to be a little bit of a human aspect. Emotional intelligence. Uh, Emotional intelligence.
0: And I think that's something that Maury has struggled with during his entire career. Well, think about this, you know, and you are welcome to rebuttal on this. (laughs) But but could you imagine Nick Sirianni as the head coach of the Sixers dealing with this situation? Like, Sirianni would be unable to sleep at night knowing that the second, arguably, I mean, he's clearly not the second best player anymore, but the second most high-paid player, however you want to characterize Harden, Like, literally wasn't playing. Like, think about how much the Eagles and how much they emphasize culture. Like, how much they emphasize, like, people getting along. Like, when Sirianni first got here, one of the first clips he showed was, like, a picture of how someone on the Colts scored a touchdown and all the positional group ran over to celebrate with them from, like, the 20-yard line. Like, Sirianni is so into that. Howie is so into, like, capitalizing on an asset. Could you imagine, like, this, the Sirianni dealing with that situation with Harden? Like, it's wild to think about that Harden is literally on the roster, on the bench, and is not playing.
1: Well, I mean, Sirianni did kind of walk into that situation with the Wentz thing. And I mean, look what, look how they handled Wentz. Exactly. They traded him. They, they traded him. They just got
0: rid of him. Yeah. They were like, and look, they got good value back, obviously. But they, like, they would never allow it to go into the season. And so I do think this is an instance where Mori just needs to, like, bite the bullet and get rid of him, man.
1: Yeah, well, it it it's it's a moment for him. Like you, you're gonna lose the trade, Daryl. Like I'm sorry. Like the, like you maybe you're,
0: unless he's cooked. Like I like I uh, he could be done for sure. Right. But like but like on <laughs> like, on paper, people like thought how he lost the Carson trade, and when, when people
1: on ESPN they grade it, it's right. gonna be like a C. Yeah, you, 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 I agree with you.
0: You're right. You're right. Like about the, that.
1: the initial reaction is gonna be you're gonna lose the trade, but you might win the war. You know, yeah. you you're, you've lost the battle, but now it's time to win the war. So and I think that's the the big thing with the Harden thing is you he just has to accept that you're not going to get what you want. And and this team is in a really good spot. Let this team cook.
0: I agree. The only thing caveat I'll give is I my belief in Nick Nurse does have me a little intrigued as to how he would handle Harden when he came back. And Harden's loss of leverage. I look, I would not play Harden. You've won you've won the war on this. Like I am I will trade I'm I will trade James Harden. But, but you, if he you, does, but you think that Nick Nurse could be such a different Maine if, if he coach. does come back, I'm I'm not like going to be like the season's over. I'll just be curious to see how it works. If he comes back and he's dominating the ball and Maxie's not as good, then I'll come on and be like, "All right, you got to you got to get him out of here." But I'll just be interested to see what what Nurse has planned for him. Yeah.
1: Well, I wonder if he, I really wonder if he's even a part of the plan. Like I know they say that he is or I know they said they had a
0: Well, I, I don't think the plan will be what Harden did last year, so they must have something. And I'm
1: trying to think he's never really had uh, I I think Nick Nurse is a hard ass. Yeah, that, I think that's that's which is I think what this team needed. Yeah, um, he's never really like I think McHale was pretty hard on him. He got rid of him, you know, mm-hmm. like like I, I don't know if that style of coach works with James. Agreed. Harden. I think James Harden wants to be almost a coach on the floor and like let me run my thing. And I don't know if they'll—I don't know. I mean, maybe maybe since he has no leverage, he's going to come in and be like, ah, whatever, I'll do whatever you want. But I don't think that's the case. Do you
0: think Harden doesn't want to play, or do you think the Sixers don't want him to play?
1: I think the Sixers don't want him to play. That's, that's where I'm starting I to think with it. I think Harden would play. I don't think they want to play. I him think Harden would
0: have played in Milwaukee. 100%. To get back to the playing thing.
1: Like, I, <laughs> playing well, gate. Playing gate, yes. Yeah but he's not, you know, really a part of the team.
0: Right. All right, what is your uh
1: what are you, what, what takeaways did you have from the first uh two games post uh Bucks here?
0: Um man, Paul Reed. <laughs> not good. Yeah. <laughs> I texted you this in the group with James Jackson. Neither of you guys responded, whatever. Um Don't be so, you know. Yeah, yeah well, I'm just saying. Uh I mean, his deal might be worse than the Tobias deal. It's less money, but Tobias at least has always been like a competent like NBA player. Paul Reed is a good player. I don't think Paul Reed's a 15 or whatever he ended up getting. 13, 15, whatever it was. He is not that player. I don't He's just not. He's a backup number 1. And number two, he's just like a little out of control. He's but, always been out of control. Yeah, but but for 50 million dollars, like I need you to have more of like a defined like thing you do. Dude,
1: you could find uh, there's a million Paul Reeds. Like there's yeah. there's just a million of them. Like you can find Paul Reeds. I I don't know why they ever resigned him. Like, well, we know wait, why wait, they resigned. Yeah, 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 it's 100. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. yeah they, they put their little uh, you know the, their people on it, right? And, and Ma- it made Maury, made online
0: Mori succumb to the pressure? Why? Just let him sign with the Jazz. Who yeah, cares? Like, they, they could trade him to the Jazz. No,
1: I think I think the, I think Danny <laughs> did that on purpose to, to, to mess, <laughs> mess with, with them, yeah, to mess with Mori
0: I just. He's just a guy. He's not. He's a fine player. And he, look, he did well in the postseason last year. He hit those big free throws. <laughs> I've just been very well. They were big free throws. I know. I've just. I've been very discouraged by what I'm I want to like, like, oh, so just stop shooting threes, man. Like, yeah, I agree with that.
1: Like you're not Siakam. They, yeah. they, they, the whole idea is offseason. They, oh, I appreciate
0: gonna... the willingness, but don't do. It. No, 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 no. I don't right. want
1: willingness. I, I want. <laughs> I want competent NBA basketball. Yeah,
0: I, he's not been good to start no, the year. No. Um, Melton's been better.
1: Yeah, so I think Melton is the player that's going to be a sticking point for a lot of people this year. Like Mel, what Melton provides is good defense. He knows how to. He's a smart player. Um, and the good, shot, ha- good the, enough athlete. The shot's just not falling right now. Yeah, and well, I know that because welcome to Game Six. I've bet on him every single night for three or four <laughs> threes, it? three or more. Well, I take him three and four, so I take ladders. Okay, all right.
0: There's all right. ladders. There's, there's levels. Just, to this there's level. levels to this. Yeah, game. yeah. <laughs> there's levels to this game. Yeah. Uh,
1: so he's like. Four threes last night for Melton was plus seven hundred, which like we've seen him hit four threes in a game all the time. Right, but the thing which is why it's plus seven hundred. Well, <laughs> listen, Monk was plus seven hundred anyway. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I just he's he's someone that he, he's just a streaky shooter. I think he's a really really smart NBA player. I do wonder if they make like the well, he probably would not have a plan. I'm like I would probably still start in Melton if they did the Norman Powell trade. And let, um, and let Norman Palcom off the bench. So, I have
0: some potential breaking news here. It's not as big as you think it's going to okay, be. Okay, good. The And I think you were making good points, but I got distracted, to be honest. The Sixers' court for the NBA in season tournament is out, and it's completely red. Like the whole thing's the red? Whole, the whole court is red, other than a streak of blue. Okay. That's, That's pretty a, crazy. It's a weird I guess one. you're not, not as intrigued by that. Wait, I want to send it to you so you can react more properly. Okay. Hold on. This is good stuff. Yeah, I think it's good. Dynamite. Yeah. All right, ready? live reaction from Jack. Clap for it. Give a give a clap on how you, how you feel about it after seeing it.
1: Uh, I like it. I like <laughs> hey, it. I like it. All it's right. different. it's, it's different. It's fresh. It's, it's fresh. It's going to be weird. 100%. Um,
0: so to your point about Melton. I think Melton would be a perfect player to trade. Like if you're going to have to if you're going to want to get a lot for Harden and like a good return. If you add Melton in, I think with the way he's playing this year and to your point like he's a he is a contributing NBA player. He can do a lot of things. I don't think he's as good of a shooter, although he did shoot at a high clip last year. I don't have like the four plus, you know, four threes, whatever confidence you do in him. But I think, you know, his contract, he is a free agent. I think he's a very tradable piece. Like he is a good asset to, mm-hmm. to have.
1: Yeah, he is a good asset to have. Yeah. Um, I, I just, I can just already feel it coming like, whoa, we got to get rid of Melton. And, and well, Oubre cooled off a little. Yeah,
0: well, of course, he, of course he did. <laughs> I'm
1: just saying, of course he did. I mean, he's Kelly Oubre. I mean, yeah, I, I did take him 25 plus last night for
0: 25 points. Yeah, because
1: plus, <laughs> it's plus 1200.
0: Oh yeah. All I'm right. Just an, I'm well, just... I'm happy you gamble the same way I do, which is you bet that things are probably not. going It's hit. just an, I'm an oddsman. Yeah, yeah I and mean,
1: it's as simple as that. I'm hey, a bucket boy. You're an oddsman. I'm an oddsman. And That's I'll why take it works. Him, I'll take him uh, at those odds because he could get you know scorching hot. Yeah, uh, the three pointer is totally cooled off.
0: Yeah. Um I think but, he's like over his last ten or something.
1: Yeah, well like aware. Um, yeah, <laughs> but he's, he's, this is Kelly Uber. Like yeah. this is this is what you expected. I think he's played really hard. I've been impressed by his defense. Like I thought his defense would be like a complete non-factor, but he's yeah, clearly... he's trying
0: hard in defense. I agree with
1: that. Wait, and, and and he's definitely he, he took the contract thing personally. I mean, he, he got t- he scored twenty yeah. points a game last year, which I still can't believe.
0: Well, the maids, Mar De did.
1: Um, and he's just and he signed for the you know essentially the vet minimum. Yeah. He's trying to play for a real contract, and he's kind of bought in on both ends.
0: Great vibes, guy.
1: Also, in on the uh, the nickname K-9. I think that's an awesome— Is that his nickname? Name. Yeah, they're calling him K-9. I like that. Yeah, I think, good. I think it's a good nickname for Kelly Oubre. Yeah, I, I'm I'm in on that one. Yeah, so— It uh, does yeah.
0: remind me of Nala from The Lion King,
1: though. Boy, unbelievable eyes.
0: Yeah, I mean, the the man is gorgeous. Unbelievable.
1: Yeah. Um, but yeah, so he's been—he's Kelly Oubre. I never freak out too much because he did have 18 on Saturday without really doing much.
0: Mm-hmm. So, like— Well, he's contributing even though— He's not shooting well, what which you- was your worry. Well, not your worry. Like, a worry that people had is if he wasn't going to shoot well, he would just, like, be terrible for them on the court. And I don't think that's been the case. Me too. Me too.
1: Um, one thing I do want to talk about, because I think it's important to bring up. Nice. Tobias Harris is not ruining my life right now. Yeah. That's I think a big to- step forward Tobias
0: for is the perfect amount of non-factor.
1: It's <laughs> a great way. To <laughs> like,
0: like he's he's the perfect amount of like I'm not talking about him. I'm not thinking about him. He's
1: like he's an pl- offensive lineman.
0: When yeah, he, exactly. When you he hear his
1: name too much, it's he's a problem. Isaac
0: Sayamalo. He is like I know he's really good. I know he helps them win. Don't ever have to hear about him. That's what he is right now.
1: Yeah, and he's hitting he's hitting threes at a really good rate. um, yeah. which is surprising. Uh, he's been more aggressive. It feels like I feel like they're they're getting more like mid range opportunities. Yeah. And that, Nick Nurse
0: has been good for him. He's been great for him. I
1: mean, that yeah. was something that Nick Nurse, you know, wanted to do was I guess
0: unleash Toby. Um, <laughs> yeah, Yeah, yeah. That, was, that was a sticking point of the interview. It was, but what it is important, man. Like It is. I mean he makes a ton of money. Again, him and Harden money. are like seventy million combined. He so. makes a
1: ton of money and there's never
0: an expectation.
1: Yeah, there's no expectations on Toby ever. Yeah. Um
0: It's like he's a Philly.
1: so like there's never not we, <laughs> we keep him down. Yeah. Um so yeah, like he's just been
0: he's been perfectly fine. Yeah. He's been perfectly fine, Toby. Just keep I making agree. threes. Well and I don't know if we're wrapping up here or not, but like one final thought I did have was I think that, God, I can't believe I just lost it. Oh, uh, like, so I know it's only been three games. And a lot of the Sixers haters are gonna be like, oh, it's only three games. Dude, this team won 50 plus games last year and was it one of the top three or four teams in the NBA? What we're looking at, I know it all feels like it's, you know, what's this expressions? Like flowers and roses? Was this? I know sunshine and rainbows. It's all like sunshine and rainbows right now. But really, what it is is Maxie's just playing a lot better, and the coach has been better. But they always like they always won these type well, of games. So no, I, this isn't a mirage what we're looking at. Like they are a very good team.
1: It's like when the Eagles were winning by running the ball. Who yeah. cares? Agreed. Now that they're winning by passing the ball, I feel better well, about the you, I mean you,
0: Look, and you know I don't care about defense. Right. So yeah. Shout Dar- out Darius Slay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My yeah. my guy Darius Slay. <laughs> yeah. Slay. Sorry. Slay. Sorry. Yes.
1: Yeah. Um. So I got I got two final things here before we uh before we wrap up. Okay. Um one, I think Pat Bev brings more value behind the scenes than he does on the court. Yeah. Like I, I think on the court whatever. I hate the little floater thing he does. I know, but he yeah. he provides real toughness and, I agree. and and I think he's a a really good teammate.
0: It creates great content.
1: But there yeah, well there was a clip of, of him uh on the Pat Bev pod. Yeah. And he's talking about after practice. He's now forcing Embiid
0: to run with him. Does a great Embiid impression. He me. does. It was it was very funny. <laughs> it was so different, too. It was like, everyone Embiid's impression is kind of the same. Yeah. And I'm certainly not going to try to do an Embiid impression. No. But the way he did it, like, he made the voice high, yeah. which I thought was perfect. He found a comedic touch to exactly, it. Exactly, yeah, where it didn't yeah. make you feel
1: awkward. Right? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But, you know, him being the guy, like, Embiid tr- uh, having enough respect for Pat Bev, to be like, all right, I'll run with you. Yeah. Whereas, like, Pat Bev's like a freaking, like, role player. And he has to do it the next day. Yeah. yeah. Like, like, Pat Bev's a journeyman, essentially, in the NBA. Yeah. And he has that much respect to be like, all right, I'll run with you. And and listen, it's a little thing, but that matters. I agree. And when we talk about...
0: 100% agree with Can this, this team take a
1: step forward? Can this team do it? Like, Embiid has to be bought in. And he yeah. has to be in good shape because we can't wear down um, late in the season. So, I think Pat Bev is going to provide a lot of value behind the scenes when it comes to getting the most out of this basketball. I 100%
0: thing. agree. I also do think that when he's on the court, like, he is a nice just bring the ball up and get it to maxi player. Like, yeah. he's like a solid, like, seen everything, veteran guy, understands situations, like, can get a feel of the game. Again, don't really want him, you know, trying to score. Never. But, yeah, but but I think he, he's he been exactly what you hope for so far. Since <laughs> Dude, he's, like,
1: he's like a 6'2 power forward.
0: Yeah, <laughs> Really, he's kind of like a— a funnier, smaller PJ Tucker—the
1: yeah. <laughs> same player, yeah. This one happens to be what seven inches taller, probably, yeah.
0: and makes you know a tenth of the amount of money.
1: Yeah, always. Um, and then the the one other thing in here is that like, I need them to get Malcolm Brogdon. Like he,
0: okay, uh, I it was not, of all the things I thought you I were know. gonna say. It's just like he is. What? Well, uh, explain this to me.
1: Well, because he's he's a, he's a he's a really solid like off the bench six man last year the year he's on Trailblazers who are going nowhere. Okay, like just get someone that can kind of if you do want someone that can initiate the offense if, if games get tight late like I think Brogdon can do that. He scores pretty well. He's a pretty good shooter from three.
0: You really are about this role player life. Like, I'm a bucket boy.
1: I, 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 I love role players. <laughs> I,
0: I can tell. Like, you, all I care about. And I'm about. not saying it's wrong, but, like, I can tell you want the team to be, like, two great players and then just, like, a million the, next, role players. the next three through nine, like, you could parse them any anyway. Well,
1: that's – and, again, this is going into gambling, Jack. That's right. all I bet on. I, 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 I never it's a good bet way to on, make money. I never bet on the stars. I only yeah. bet on the role players, and I have my guys. Like, Norman Powell's my guy. Brogdon has been one of my guys for a couple years. So this is
0: about getting him into a Sixers uniform. For- well, I, just, I think he's a smart,
1: good NBA player. Yeah. That, that I think that if you get into a playoff series and it does get tight, he's something you can bring off the bench if if it's, if Beverly can't do anything offensively, that Brogden can at least initiate the offense.
0: Yeah. I look, I'm fine with getting Brogdon. Like I don't know what you'd give up for him. Well,
1: I don't know either because he's like he makes a good amount of money on a right. Bad like team. would you like, trade
0: Melton for him? Oh, probably. Oh, actually, the trade. Well, the Blazers would never want him, but PJ would be an interesting one. PJ and something. Well, I'd, the issue with trading PJ is he makes a ton of money and he's not that good anymore. And, like, oh, and like the only teams are going to want him is a team that could trick themselves and be like, well, he's a contributing player on a winner. And he's like, tough. Yeah. Which, which is what the Sixers do. Tough to trade. Yeah, exactly. Which,
1: but, uh, yeah, I don't know what the trade would be, but Brogdon is, like, the guy.
0: Yeah. All right. I'm in. I'm fine with that. Thank you. I'm in. You didn't have to convince me hard no. on that one. All right. Uh, so the Sixers, the Raptors on Thursday, November 2nd. My Birthday, nice a little heads up. Happy for birthday, you. thank you. Happy 40th. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, not not 40, 36 <laughs> though, which feels a little uh, you round up, yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Uh, and then the Suns on Saturday at 1 p.m. Like the scheduling from this team so far, and this is how I know I really want to watch them because it feels like every time they play, I have something else where I'm like, oh man, like that's bad timing. Like I'll be on air Sunday, Saturday at 1 p.m.
1: Yeah, well, you'll be able to watch later.
0: Yeah, I'll watch it up on the beautiful screens at Yes, yeah, yeah. exactly
1: right. That'll be a great time. Um, yeah, can't wait for Thursday. Can't wait to watch this basketball team again. Train James Harden. And uh, do
0: you remember what I asked
1: you to remind me at the beginning of the pod about? You wanted me to remind you about. You got it. Well, I thought I thought it might have been the time you bought your first car, but you already no, I the... said that. All right, what, what was the it? The dog etiquette. Dog etiquette. The dog etiquette. Yeah, so I, that's I was going to tie it in with canine for Uber. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, it's perfect. All yeah. right, what is your dog etiquette? All right.
0: So when I was younger, I used to always see people put signs outside their house that are like, pick up after your dog. And I was like, this is so lame. Like, what are you doing? There are people on my block that are letting their dog just go on the street. And I kid you not. There are at any given point on my block seven to eight pieces of dog poop. <laughs> like six out of seven days a week. Nice. So, sounds horrible. Yeah, it's not great. No. Nah. And it's a, clearly a big dog doing it. So, here's my question: Is I just have to accept this, or is this a battle you think I should try to
1: fight? Well, so I know you well enough. You're not gonna fight. I'm this. not gonna. Yeah. You're, you're, you're right. not gonna be like. This is
0: the most aggressive I'll get about. Exactly. It. The fiftieth minute of, of my podcast. <laughs> like
1: if you saw a dog pooping in front of your yard, I would say nothing. You would just let it happen. Literally nothing. Yeah. You would do. You do nothing. So yes. I know you, and I know nothing's gonna change.
0: But maybe a nice passive aggressive sign. Yeah. Maybe like, hang it so no one can tell it's from my house, but I put up something like, "Hey, pick up after your dog." Hey, please don't do that. Or should I get? Yeah, that would be. And here's so. <laughs> I feel like Seltzer
1: would be the. I mean, Seltzer I think would turn into an. A, a,
0: yeah, it would. He would. He'd be you'd all get very in on it. high. Yeah. yeah,
1: very into so it. So
0: Seltzer lives around the corner from me, but he does not deal with this problem. I don't believe. I think this is a my my block problem.
1: Do you think they're doing it on purpose? So because they know you live there. Hadn't
0: considered that. Yeah. By the way, on the fans of Philly bus, um, there was people next to us, and I really, I really don't think they were, but they had an entire conversation about whether or not the name Elliot is a girl's name. Nice. And I'm like, I'm, right I'm here. not trying to sound conceited, but I'm like, you probably know who I am. Like, I'm sitting right here. Yeah. But I don't think they did. No, sure, I don't they were think very they nice did. people. But yeah, it's, it's they agreed it wasn't. Yeah, I don't, I think go either way. I think it's
1: more of a. I think it's more of a guy <laughs> Thank thing. you, thank you. I think it's More of a guy <laughs> Could go either way. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't think you're. I know you're not gonna do anything. I'm not, but it's, I also wouldn't do anything because I don't. I don't. I like just think like at all.
0: how rude do you have to be to not? I, look, well,
1: it's, it's it's a character flaw. But, yeah. But here's 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 what I'll leave you with, is that you know something bad's gonna happen to them,
0: so you know. Hopefully not the dog.
1: They're gonna. Yeah. <laughs> it'll come around.
0: Yeah. And I eventually mean, you'll win. Look, I think one things two things are clear. One. We're the pod that's going to save the Sixers. And Already two, have. I don't think any pod out there cares about dogs more than the Sixers pod. Uh, I do love dogs. Yeah, I we've wish. always yeah, we've always been a, a huge pro dog Sixers pod. Yes,
1: yeah. um, we're the first podcast to ever be pro dog. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're getting it. There yeah. you go. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm thinking about how I would like a dog, but I'm not allowed to have a dog yet. You don't
0: have a dog? No. I was actually. I didn't think you did.
1: Well, I had I had three dogs growing up. I have four dogs now. Why don't
0: you have a dog now?
1: Well, because now I got the kid. Now it's a lot of work. We've well, only had the kid for what six yeah, months. But then, yeah, but i planning for the kid. Yeah, right, it's that's a fair. lot. of Throwing a dog into the current mix is is a lot. Yeah, Alright, um, That's fair. So uh, maybe one day. Walker's first Halloween tomorrow.
0: What's he going as?
1: Uh, I think we're putting um, like a bucket of popcorn. So he's like a popcorn on his head. On his head. And then, Sounds cute. And then you have like the the bowl.
0: Yeah. Well, look. Walker also has really nice eyes like Kelly Oubre. Just yeah. wanted to say it.
1: Two great eyes guys. Yeah, he really, really does. We've the, always been big eyes guys. The
0: man, the the boy has got nice eyes.
1: Thank you, buddy. Don't cut that audio.
0: Um,
1: <laughs> uh, that's going to do it for us. We'll be back Thursday post game. Maybe. Uh, I, I would hope so. Well, and it's my birthday. In the me All oh, right. All right. So we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Yeah. I would like to be back Thursday post game because I, I want to talk about the Sixers. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Either way, uh, trade James Harden. And, uh, and have a great rest of your week. Enjoy Cowboys week. Cowboys week. Big week for everyone involved uh, in Philadelphia. No mention of the fans. Um You <laughs> should be playing Game 3 tonight, but I'm not going to no, cry. Not. I'm not going to cry. Out this yeah. Um, that's going to do it for us. We'll talk to you Thursday. Uh, have a great rest of your week.